Shalom and Yeshua. This is Rabin Deborah Briant, and today is day 33 of our 40 days of Teshuva to Yom Kippur. Psalm 51 reminds us that we need to ask the Almighty, our Father, to create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. We are in the 10 days of awe prior to Yom Kippur. The goal of al is to get to the root of the problem, to become more like Yeshua and to become conformed to His image and Torah as a process. It does not happen overnight. The key is never to give up because He does not give up on us. We are all under construction and a work in progress. And this is time to do spiritual house cleaning. Again, it's time to do our own spiritual house cleaning, not somebody else's. We are now again in the 10 days of awe, a time to measure our spiritual growth and make amends where needed prior to Yom Kippur. If you have the, the book, uh, at the end of the book is actually a journal you could use for these 10 days of awe as well. My spiritual annual renew review, Days of Awe, Day 4. Praise and Worship Have you spent time in the past year in praising God for all He has done for you? Do you worship Him with your whole heart daily? You know, how many times do we ask the Father for, for things? And He is, again, as our, our Heavenly Father and His children, yes, He is happy to bless us when we are walking in obedience. But how many times have we said thank you and praised him uh, in good times and bad times? In quick answers to prayer and not so quick answers to prayer where we have to wait on him. Again, do we worship him with our whole heart daily? We need to learn to live in his presence 24-7. How can you improve your praise and worship time in the coming year? And in what areas did you fail to praise and worship Him? Alchet 33, for the sin we have sinned before you through entrapping a neighbor, and for the sin we have sinned before you through a begrudging eye. Entrapping a neighbor, this deals with betrayal and a violation of a person's trust. In other words, somebody has shared something with you in confidence because they trust you. Um, and there may be a, a prayer request or something there that's going on in their, you know, in their life. So as somebody entrusted us with confidential information, and if you pass on that info to someone else, have we qualified this betrayal when we share this confidence with someone else using these words? thinking that this will make the betrayal okay. Now please do not tell anyone else because I was told this in the strictest of confidence. If you can't be trusted, what makes you think the person you are revealing this info to can be trusted as well? You know, how many of us have been guilty of this? I'm going to read some scriptures from Yaakov uh, in a minute. Now, if it was a matter of life and death, and a person's life was at stake, that is one matter. Then and only then should you, you betray a confidence and tell the correct person, i.e. a pastor or a rabbi. This is from an article from Aish.com regarding Jewish law and confidentiality. 
This is just a, a portion of it. Confidentiality is included in certain professions regarding the secular world. The category of professional ethics, such as the attorney-client privilege and the physician-patient relationship. We commonly assume that a doctor may not divulge information about a patient to a third party because of the unique role of the physician in society. In the secular world, Confidentiality is included in the Hippocratic Oath. Nevertheless, Judaism recognizes situations in which disclosure of con confidential material is required. The Torah writes, Do not go as a talebearer among your people. Do not stand idly by the blood of your neighbor. Leviticus 19.16 Why are these two apparently unrelated concepts included in one biblical command? Two reasons are given for the juxtaposition of the two phrases. First, the spreading of tales about one's acquaintance is equated with shedding their blood, since serious harm may arise from the disclosure of private information. Engagements may be broken, relationships shattered, and business partnerships dissolved, all because of gossip. This is the reason for the absolute ban on rechalot, or tale-bearing. I just want to read uh, James 3, 1 to 12. Again, this isn't, uh, wasn't uncommon back in the first century either. In fact, it's not uncommon among men. Now many of you should, bec should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, since you know that we will receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many ways. If someone does not stumble in speech, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. You know, how many times does our mouth get us in trouble? Verse 3, And if we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we guide their whole body as well. See also the ships, though they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs so also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. See how so small a fire sets ablaze so great a forest. And the tongue is a fire, the tongue is a world of evil placed among our body parts. It pollutes the whole body and sets on fire the course of life, and is set on fire by Gehenna. For every species of beasts and birds, reptiles and sea creatures is tamed and his, has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Adonai and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the image of God. From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, these things should not be. A spring doesn't pour out fresh and bitter waters from the same opening, does it? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree produce olives or a vine produce figs? Neither can salt water produce fresh water. Who among you is wise and understanding? By his good conduct let him show his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. 
For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and not hypocritical. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in shalom by those who make shalom. You know, I, I believe most of our evil speaking or Lashon Hara is uh, the result of jealousy within our hearts or bitter, bitterness. And we seek to destroy others by the words of our mouth. Even though we may act like it's an innocent thing that we're just, you know, letting people know uh, about this person or that person. How many ministries, how many people's lives have been destroyed because of words and because people listen and believe the words that come out of a person's mouth even though there's no proof to substantiate their accusations. You know, there's a saying, loose lips sink ships. Loose lips, negative speaking about others, can destroy a person's life. Conditions of divulging. The second reason these phrases are placed together is to teach that while there are two separate obligations, Confidentially, confidentiality of communications and protecting others from harm, they are nevertheless intricately related. Because of the potential damage that may occur if a pertinent information is not disclosed, the Code of Jewish Law explains that one may not keep a confidence if doing so will lead to harming someone. In such a case, one must divulge secrets. So in other words, um, somebody confides in you uh, that they are being, you know, uh, example, a child that they are being sexually ab abused. Or a woman is sharing, your friend shares with you that she is being uh, physically abused. These are situations that can ca cause harm or even death, and we need to step in and help. If you have been a victim of sexual betrayal, God wants you to be healed and set free from all of the hurt and pain and receive his healing now in the name of Yeshua. He wants to heal you of all those hurts, abuses, and pains now because he has already paid the price for your atonement and healing. Let go of all the bitterness and hurt and receive his love. The begrudging eye, this is jealousy of someone else's success, blessings, ministry, etc. Jealousy is called the green-eyed monster, and if it goes unchecked and not controlled by the Ruach HaKodesh, it can cause us and others heartache and pain. Do we rejoice when someone else is blessed, gets engaged, or gets a new home, a promotion, or a work in the ministry? El Hat 34, for the mistakes we committed before you in entrapping a friend. Ask yourself, have I violated the trust of people who have confidence in me? Have I divulged confidential information? Have I taken advantage of family and friends by manipulating them into doing me favors? El Hat 35, for the mistakes we committed before you through jealousy, i.e. the begrudging eye. Someone who has a good eye will sincerely celebrate the success of others. 
while someone with an evil eye will begrudge the success of others. Ask yourself, do I experience resentment at the success of others, or do I experience genuine joy? Do I feel that others are undeserving of their success, and do I secretly wish to have my neighbor's things for myself? Prayer regarding watching what we say, or Lashan Hara. Again, uh, there's so many um, reminders in the Al-Khat regarding the use of our tongue. If we look in Proverbs, there's many, many, many verses regarding the words out of our mouth. We need to use our words to intercede and to pray. We need to use our words to build up one another. Now I'm talking about brothers and sisters in Messiah. Father, today we make a commitment to you in the name of Yeshua that we turn from speaking idle words and foolishly talking things that are contrary to our true desire to ourselves and towards others. Your word says that the tongue defiles and that the tongue sets on fire the course of nature and that the tongue is set on fire of hell. In the name of Yeshua, we submit to godly wisdom that we might control our tongue. We determine that hell will not set my tongue on fire. We renounce, reject, and repent of every word that has ever proceeded out of our mouth against you, God, and your operation. We cancel its power and dedicate our mouth to speak excellent and right things. Our mouth shall utter truth because we are the righteousness of God and Messiah Yeshua. We set the words of my life for obedience, for abundance, for wisdom, for health, and for joy. Set a guard over my mouth, O Yahweh, keep watch over the door of my lips. Then the words of my mouth and my deeds shall show forth your righteousness and your salvation all my days. We purpose to guard our mouth and our tongue that we might keep ourselves from calamity. Father, your words are top priority to us. They are spirit and life. We let the word dwell in us richly in all wisdom. The ability of God is released within us by the words of our mouth and by the word of Yahweh. We speak your words out of our mouth. They are alive in us and you are alive and working in us so we can boldly say that our words are words of faith words of power and words of love and words of life they produce good things in our life and the lives of others because we choose your words for our lips and your will for our life in yeshua's name amen deliver us from evil speaking lashon hara in yeshua's name amen <laughs>